We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our early week edition the Game Plan. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, and sharing the Sooner Sports Podcast. We've got a busy show for you today. Coming up here in just a bit, Toby Rowland sat down with Mark Williams, the head men's gymnastics coach at the University of Oklahoma, after he led the Sooners to their 12th national championship in program history, the ninth with Mark at the helm, and the fourth straight. Incredible. We'll hear from Mark Williams coming up in just a bit. And Jessica Cootie will join us. She's got her podcast coming up on Wednesday with Meg McDonald. But we'll get kind of a look back on the weekend that was from Jessica Cootie. And also, last night, she had hosted the Sooner Choice Awards. So uh, a little bit about her and Gabe Eichard putting on a show for all of the Sooner student athletes. But real quick, just a, a couple of quick notes as we kick off this week. This is a big time for softball and baseball, and we were in Oregon this weekend, and I was thinking about our Thursday night taping and our Friday podcast, and what what we had hoped happened is that the Sooners really used what happened on Thursday as a rallying point for the rest of the weekend, and they outscored Oregon State 12-0 to in two games, in the ending up run ruling, a pretty good Pac-12 team in uh, six innings on Saturday. And it was amazing to me, the lesson I learned is the adaptability of these Sooner hitters and just how good of a hitting coach JT Gasso is. In Oklahoma, I think it was 10 up and 10 down. They didn't have a hit through the first three and a third innings, and then they scored eight unanswered. I mean, it's just it was impressive to see the way that they were able to adjust at the plate And then 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, Paige Parker, Mariah Lopez, Paige Lowry in the circle, Parker Conrad getting some time. Uh, they were unhittable. So to see this softball team bounce back the way that it did was incredibly reassuring because, hey, let's face it, you're on a tough road trip. You're out in Pac-12 country. You're in the middle of preparing for the home stretch in your academics. You've got finals coming up. You've got papers to, to write. You were in a hostile environment on Thursday night. You lost in really rough fashion, maybe the worst loss this team has had by a run total since the start of the 2016 season. So it had been a while since the Sooners were made to feel like that. But – to see the way they bounced back on Friday and Saturday, I think that was huge. Sooners have a midweek game against North Texas, and then huge this weekend. I mean, it's sold out, but any chance you get, if you could like climb the fence at the tennis courts, uh, stand across the street to try to peek in, whatever it would take, you need to find a way to see this team. They are something else. Two games on ESPN this weekend as we welcome Texas to town as the Sooners try to secure their seventh straight Big 12 championship on their way to the number one seed for the Big 12 tournament and hopefully uh, in position to potentially host a regional and a super regional. So things bounced back well for Sooner softball. And I felt the same for Sooner baseball. We're going to talk more in depth with Toby coming up on Friday's game plan. You know, we're our Friday's tailgate, excuse me. We're doing something very unique. We're playing a conference bedlam game on campus. I think it's the first time since like 96 that there's been a conference bedlam game on campus, but that's what's happening on Friday night when the Sooners go to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State in bedlam before traveling to Tulsa for Saturday and Sunday games. But, you know, again, you could have easily kind of packed things up and said just wasn't our weekend. You're going to a tough place to play. You're going to Lubbock. You lost a game on Friday on a walk-off balk. You got beat rather handily on Saturday. So what did the Sooners do? They turned around. Nathan Wiles gave them enough on the on the mound. He's been fantastic in that Sunday role. And the bats got going. And they, they ran away from Texas Tech. So it's a busy midweek for the Sooners. It's a busy weekend for the Sooners. Can't say enough about how impressive that was from the Oklahoma baseball team to go down to Lubbock and pick up that W. Maybe the most impressive thing of the weekend, Dynasty. Let's talk OU men's gymnastics, shall we? The voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, had a chance to catch up with Sooner Gym head coach Mark Williams and talk national championships. Yeah, we were we were pushed by uh, some some good teams. Uh, you know, it's it's been an interesting year. We've come a long way from where we were in December, and uh, you know, other teams came to play. They they, they kind of felt like this was their opportunity and. Uh, the University of Illinois was hot early. Uh, they had sort of the home crowd with uh, it being the championships being in Chicago area, and actually it was it was a pretty good crowd. There was almost five thousand people in the arena. Uh, it was loud. It was there was a lot of energy. Um, and after warmups, I, I knew my team had it. I mean, we we looked good. We guys had the energy. Uh, we had gotten through some of the the hard stuff from from Friday night. Uh, and, you know, we started real well on, on floor exercise. Uh, Yul Maldar just, you know, killed it. He He's national champion on, on the floor exercise by almost a half a point. It was that good. I mean, uh, a world medalist on that event. So, you know, we were good there. We went five for five on the pommel horse. So, again, I'm like, 
you know, we, we, we're handling this. This is great. Uh, we got the rings, and uh, unbeknownst to us, it was ended up being the more most critically judged event of the championships. So the scores were low, and you know, our, our one of our more reliable guys, Reese Rickett, finished the rotation with the fall, which you know really hurt. <clears throat> so we fell behind by five points <clears throat> halfway through the the competition, and you know, you kind of go, wow, you know, this this is not going to be easy at all. Um, but the guys, you know, we got in a huddle and, uh, Taki Abdullah Simmons, my assistant, uh, he's kind of our, our coach slash cheerleader. And, and he, he fired him up, you know, he's like, you know, we've been here before other times of the year, we've been behind and you guys have the fight in you and let's, you know, let's rally this because we, we've got to earn this and, um, it, it was pretty dramatic. Uh, vault was, was tremendous. Uh, uh, we flipped the five point deficit to a, a 0.6, uh, advantage and went into parallel bars and we ended up winning the vault as a team. We ended up winning the parallel bars as a team and we went into high bar with a pretty good, comfortable lead of about four and a half, five points or so. Um, and we had, you know, kind of hung on. It wasn't wasn't our best event. There were some nerves there, but uh, yeah, the celebration began. You know, as uh, Genki <laughs> Suzuki stuck his landing, and you know, it was kind of an improbable run. But uh, we we beat Minnesota and Illinois for the national title. Fourth straight national championship, ninth under Mark Williams as head coach. Um, I'm watching this online, TJ, on Saturday, and. I don't know sometimes in gymnastics it really it seems like it doesn't matter what uh you know how an athlete does the coach goes crazy when it's over ah, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to influence the judges or what I'm like they took a giant step calm down a little bit but I can tell by watching Mark cuz he's right there when uh, it, it, the routine is just okay or whatever he'll he'll kind of politely clap and you know and say nice job <laughs> when when they when the they nail clap, it yeah. yeah golf clap right when they nail it he's jumping up and down two arms in the air and that's cuz i don't know what i'm looking at all i know all we know coach is whether the guy sticks the landing or not so i'm watching <laughs> you to see what your reaction is to know whether or not the routine is good or not and i love it when you start jumping up and down i'm going yeah that was a good one so that was fun hey we're running close on time here, Coach. But of all your titles, you know, how does what differentiates this one? What makes this one special for you? Well, you know, the fact that uh, Hunter Justice never lost a competition in this four-year run of, of victories—that's pretty amazing. The fact that in December I didn't have enough healthy guys to have a full inner squad with a full team score, so there was just uncertainty. We fought through a lot of things. Uh, you know, and, and we lost a, a, a tremendous amount of our team from last year. So to make it exciting like this, to come from where we started, it, it's really incredible. And I, I'm just so, so happy for this team. And Yul Maldar was, again, very special as the national all-around champion. So obviously sky high. I mean, just an incredible year for the Sooners. All the adversity that they overcame throughout the season. Fourth championship in a row. I thought the women's gymnastics team was on the verge of going back to back to back. Seemed like they had it all taken care of. 
when UCLA did the unthinkable, a couple of perfect tens, end up shipping that national championship to Westwood. We talked a little bit with Jessica Cootie about what she saw from Saturday night and the heartbreak and the heartburn that came from that tough situation for the women's gymnastics team in losing in St. Louis. Yeah, you know, it just kind of stinks the way it kind of played out for them just because um, – you know, they had to start on beam, which they had never had to do um, that the whole year besides um, in the qualifying meet in the semifinal on Friday. And it's like, they, you know, they always talk about that's the hardest event. Right. Um, you know, it's the most mental. And it's, it's by far the hardest event to start on. And I, I was talking to Meg about it, and it, uh, I guess it's, it's random draw. So really? They just it got the unlucky draw two days in a row. And what's crazy is that it, um, you know, last year, LSU, you, you might remember, had if they would have scored what they scored in the semifinal, they could have, you know, won a national title the next day. But right. they also had to start on beam last year, too. It's just hard for teams to do. And I feel like, I don't know, I mean, and again, it's not like a sport that I'm super, I, I mean, that I'm, you know, um, have any pool or whatever in, um, or very, it's a sport that I've just learned a lot about in the last few years. But to me, if you're the number one overall qualifying team going into the whole ordeal, and then especially coming out of the semifinal, you should get a little bit of an advantage, right? Right, you would think. you, You shouldn't have the biggest disadvantage in the whole ordeal, and yet they still found a way. And Meg was saying, like, in her post game interview with KJ, Nicole Lehrman, which is someone that never falls that's been solid for them all you know her whole entire career falls on the beam but KJ thanked her because it made everybody kind of rise to the occasion after that um but again I think Maggie I was talking to Josh with this before you know we got on the air but um you know had that beam rotation been later on in the competition Maggie probably could have gotten a 10 on her beam beam Mm -hmm. routine um, and then, you know, on the bars, because of the way that, it, it, you know, the scores are supposed to build. And so had, you know, she had a 9-9 nine, nine right before, she should have could have very easily gotten a 10 on the bars. And then I was watching the, um, the kind of the individual stream of um, what was going on. And the, and the guy who was, I think he's Olymp- an Olympian, I, I can't remember his name, but he was doing the floor. And he was basically saying that, I don't know where they're going to find any deductions on the floor. So, And he's saying there that she should have got a 10 on the floor. If she gets wow. a 10 on either one of those, any of three of those, it's it's over. Like, you feel like can't beat them. So it's just kind of, you know, again, the way that it the, that it worked out for them. It kind of got, I felt like, oh, the raw end of the six. And, um, but, man, what an incredible team. And, and typically that score that they put up, that 198, that's, very, very, very good, and usually that's a championship-winning score, and it just, the way that UCLA kind of delivered down the stretch is just unbelievable. I like what you said, though, because I kind of echoed that. I didn't kind of. I echoed that right off the top of the show, Jess. I don't know a lot about gymnastics. I mean, we have a very knowledgeable person that you office with that I listen to on your podcast on a weekly basis, but... I mean, I, I, I guess there's a lot of things that I still have to learn because that process, I know it's random draw, but still it's almost as if you're not really rewarded for having the yeah. best score. That's that's what blows me away. And I feel like you should be rewarded. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're trying to like they're trying to like probably just wipe the slate clean. But look, I mean, if you take care of business at, in any other sport, you get rewarded for that. You know, like you get 
you think about if basketball teams do well throughout the year, they get a higher seed, so they right. get they get a you know an opponent that's not as challenging, quote unquote. You know, in the in the mind of the like the seeding process type thing. You know, you you get um, in in most sports, you're rewarded for the work that you've done, and I and yes, you you make it to the final six people, but you should still get rewarded for that. You should get. Uh, I don't, and I don't know how you fix that, and I don't know if that's anything that's on the table, but it's just like it. it I feel like in any other sport, that's that's something that is you get it, you, it pays off, but it, right. it doesn't um, if you get that draw, you know. I've run out of superlatives when talking about Mark Williams, so help me out here. I need some adjectives because this almost defies explanation what they're doing. The guy that I'm doing um, the Sooner Choice Awards with tonight, he's introducing him, and he calls him an all-around badass. <laughs> so I think that you can go with that. It's unreal. I mean, how do they consistently do this? And I get it. You know, it's it, they've had they have great talent. You have a guy like Yul Moldauer who might be the best gymnast in the country, might be an Olympic guy in a couple of years, but, I mean, this almost defies explanation right now, the consistency and, at this high level. Well, and you know what, though, is this is probably, and again, I defer to Meg, but this is probably his, arguably his best, most impressive coaching um, yep. year of his career because, yes, I mean, everyone wants to say, oh, they're the dynasty, and, and that he tweeted about this, too. I don't know if you saw it, but, like, and and we talked a lot about it even before they went to nationals. But like, right. this was a very very challenging year for this program because they graduated a lot of people that had been in some big time roles for them for their entire four years, and then um, then they had they've got like eight guys that had nine surgeries, you know. So they wow. they had nine surgeries to their their main squad since the beginning of the season that a lot of them didn't even get to like you know, go through with full workouts until January. So then, and then, then on top of that, so then you've got guys that are coming back from injury. Then you've got, you've got guys that are, you're putting in roles that yes, like, um, you know, they, they're good and, and they're talented, but they've never been on, on the scene or the setting that they've been on and expected to deliver with immense amount of pressure. You know, right. I mean, like that's a team that has a target on their back all year and the way that they delivered, I, that's what's so impressive. And I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to win. But I don't know if people really understand how challenging and how difficult it was for them to win it this year and how much they had to overcome to win it this year. And, you know, again, just speaks volumes to the coach that Mark Williams is. And there's a reason why he's the leader in, um, you know, the Team USA, the national team. He was the coach at the Olympics in 2016. Well, that won't be the last time we see him as the head coach for the right. national team, whether it be at Worlds or the Olympics. Uh, it won't be the last time you see OU athletes on Team USA. You'll probably see two or three again in 2020 and, and on the world teams for sure. So I just I think all credit to Mark Williams and just kind of how he's able to get the best out of um, his guys that probably a lot of people wouldn't be able to get that out of. All right, Jess, I'll let you go on this. I mean, we could talk Diamond Sports all day long, but how impressed were you with the way that this Sooner team bounced back after what was a frustrating Thursday night? I think both. 
both teams, yeah. softball and baseball, the way that they bounce back, it says a lot about that team, the team that they are. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and Toby and I talked about this on Spotlight on Tuesday. We were talking about the winning streak, and, um, you know, and he had brought up, seems like every year this team kind of has some sort of, you know, something, bumps in the road that ends up being, and, and you talked about it too, like, um, you know, that you look back and say, oh, this is when things kind of turned around for this team. So, um, you know, I think that could certainly be one of those ones where maybe it's it, it was a wake-up call, maybe it was uh, whatever you want to call it, but I, I think they could certainly, it wouldn't surprise me if they used that um, from here on out. And then, you know, with baseball, I mean, you're looking at you know very, very good Texas Tech team uh, that, you know, they very easily could have just laid down on Sunday and they found a way to win, and that's, that's the kind of fight that you you might not have seen in years past in this team that, you know, finding a way to win. That's a huge game to win, you know, to to avoid getting swept at Texas Tech to, you know, keep yourself right in there in the conversation. And they got another big weekend coming up this weekend against Oklahoma State. So it's crazy the way that it played out for them that they played the teams in a row that they did here in the Big 12. Um, but, yeah, I think both teams were, were super impressive. And I'm excited about watching both of those teams moving forward because I, I mean obviously softball is going to be a team that everyone kind of expected to make some noise in the postseason but I, I think OU baseball is making its case too to, to kind of for people to get really excited about moving past even beyond the, the big 12 play so there you have it a little Mark Williams thanks to Toby Rowland and thanks to Jessica Cootie we have so much to get to this week as I mentioned T-Row will rejoin us for Friday's tailgate and we might even slide in a little bit more softball talk see if I can't bug JT Gasso to come on with us and preview this OU Texas huge weekend series until then everyone have a great week thank you for downloading thank you for subscribing thank you for listening and as always Boomer Sooner everybody This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.